Welcome to the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. A lot of TV to catch up on this week. We are going to give you some new recommendations, but we're also going to talk about what has become an old favorite uh, in the undoing. We're the penultimate episode. We're getting to the end, Jack. Uh, do you want to jump in or do you have other thoughts before we talk about Miss Kidman and her, her clan? Yeah, there is. Don't you think there's a certain... So when you start these shows like The Undoing and The Night Of and Big Little Lies, the moment you figure it out and there's no longer that mystery of who done it, aren't you just filled with... Uh, disappointment isn't the word, but I mean, you're sad that it's over. So when you start, all you want to know is who did it and how they did it and what happened. And you just, you're filled with pain and anxiety every time the shows end on a cliffhanger. And all you want to do is watch the next episode, but then you find out what it is and you're like, Oh, okay. I, now I'm over. I mean, so, I, I'm, now I'm ready to move on. So are you saying that you think the end of episode five told you everything you needed to know? And now you just know, not, not everything I needed to know, but everything from here on out is is wallpaper right i mean i think we know the 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 bones of it what if there's another twisty twist i'm sure there's a mctwist here and there i'm sure there is but i think for the most part we know what happened i'm open to i was my, one of my questions for you with this we we talked about who the killer was last week we won't or who we think it is we won't say again because you were hesitant to say it in the first place uh, so you think that now that you know for sure and you were right, like you don't think maybe there's something else coming now? Uh, something else like that we're not expecting? Like that you think something it's... Else. I think we know, like, or that there could be a killer that obviously the penultimate episode leads us to, it points us in one direction. And if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the episode. It's the kid. I don't think we're spoiling that. All for right. Anybody. Um, so my question to you is what if the kid found, which by the way, one of my questions with this show right now is why were we not concerned about where the murder weapon was this whole time? I don't think that was ever really discussed of the police. Like obviously they were searching the apartment for a murder weapon, but how did we know what the exact murder weapon was? Cause we've seen that. So oh, in the flat, in the flashbacks, you mean? Yes. We've seen it. Nicole yeah. kind of had a dream and she had that exact thing. Did the police know it was that? How did they know it was that exact thing? if it's just been hiding in the kid's violin case this whole time. Yeah, I mean, it could be, I think when you're just imagining something, it's easy just to imagine a, a little mallet, <laughs> like a handheld mallet. I don't know, when you're bashing somebody's brains in, I, or over like a rock or something. Yeah, my uh, other, my oh, other yeah. version is, we're watching so much of this trial, and normally a lot, would, a lot more would be made of the fact that the murder weapon is missing, and it, not that it has to mirror normal life, but in a normal trial, if there was a murder, but no murder weapon, that would have been a bigger deal. I just never thought about it myself that we never actually, I thought they police had found the weapon at the scene because we had seen it in the flashbacks. I never processed that the murder weapon was just out there again, hiding in a 10 year old's violin case in upper mid, upper, the Upper East Side. A la the fireplace poker in the staircase. Exactly. This actually made me think of the staircase. The blow poke is the word you were looking for. Yeah, um, I am. If did you did you watch scenes for the next episode of Undoing? Yes. It looks very sensational. It looks uh, like there's some violence. It looks like Hugh Grant is like suicidal at a certain point. I don't know if that was just fun editing, but I'm sure there's going to be some reveals that I think uh, the thing now is does Hugh Grant like 
admit to doing it to save his son kind of thing, you know? Because uh, he's been a terrible husband. He's been a pretty bad dad in that regard. Is this his way to save some grace uh, by admitting to the murder, even though he didn't do it, and saving his his sociopathic son, by the way? God, that kid is in need of some psyche valve. So a quick thing though, sociopathy is not hereditary. Uh, that's, a- another thing I, that's another thing I was going to bring up. So they have that creepy Zoom call with the grandma, which is set up so creepy. And yeah, obviously Hugh Grant's a bad guy. Uh, he was lying about the death of his four-year-old sister. sister, which I mean, and I don't know how, first there's a sex scene in this where I don't, that that's, a little too far. She goes back in the middle of the night and sleeps with Hugh Grant. Uh, I mean, come on, have a little self-respect. Your husband is on trial in a sensational murder case and you're not even a hundred percent. He didn't do it. Uh, there's that. But then, then she hears post sex that he had a four year old sister killed and he was partly responsible and that's not a huge – I mean, if they end up together, I, I, I'm i going to be very disappointed. But that's what I told you was one of the infuriating things about the show is I've been operating – Hugh Grant, in my mind, has been the book character where he is this true sociopath, which, which was not brought up in the TV show until this episode, that he is a true sociopath. But that was covered. She's a psychologist or psychiatrist. Yeah, she's, she's, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So – that was the basis of the book was that she's learning that this whole time, despite the fact that she professionally tells people about their sociopathy or whatever, that she wasn't able to recognize it in her own husband. That was the entire point of the book. And then the show obviously sort of deviated from that, which is fine, but she learns in this episode that he is definitely a sociopath. And then it's still like, I don't know, maybe we'll still him hang and out. Ha. Sometimes. Yeah. Him and like, ha. What? Like, no, okay. It's so he's, he could be a homicidal, homicidal, insane sociopath. That's a check in the con column. Okay. Maybe, maybe know. the pros outweigh it. I haven't seen my mother-in-law in what, 12, 13, 14 years. And I never once thought that that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. He has no relationship with his family. I mean, there's so many things. I want one more big complaint I have, and then we can move on unless you have um, more. No, I, I did. I, I was bringing up the fact that they're trying to establish that oh because dad is a sociopath it's conceivable that kid is a sociopath or that you're right that's not how it works not at all it's not remotely how it works it's a it could be a learned behavior where if yeah, yeah, yeah was yeah. a certain I, way with this kid but that, that that part was was silly i didn't really understand why they it, it was unnecessary yeah why are they trying to imply to, that to, the kid to make that yes it's unnecessary to make that connection yes the other thing that i really have a problem with is this poor baby that is hanging out with probably better people but like it's not his mom or dad that the baby lives with so how does he how does this poor man who is just being like ridiculed on trial how does this poor man have custody of a baby that is not his and his wife's not alive like it makes no sense he's all you mean poor like emotionally poor and he's literally poor well Uh, i don't know yeah yeah no they're definitely poor well no i think Hugh grant gave them money oh really Okay, well, I, I thought they made a point that Hugh Grant doesn't have any money. Oh, he borrowed money from... Yeah. Okay, now... There was a chain of events. I, yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever, whatever the financial status is, this baby would in no way, shape, or form ever end up with that dad. I'm sure he's a much more loving parent than the sociopath around the corner, but he wouldn't end up... Because, again, it's the baby is... It's, he's not with his dad, he's not with his mom. 
Hugh Grant is just like lollygagging around New York, having nice lunches with his family, despite the fact that he's on trial for murder, by the way. Yeah. Who's picking up that tab too? You got to lay low. Yeah. Order in, you know, (laughs) that's a fancy, fancy lunch. If there was ever a time to get takeout, I would say pandemics. And when you're on trial for murder and out on bail. Mm -hmm. All right. Any more complaints? Any more thoughts? No, I, I, I think we just reached the point where, uh, the, the bulk of the mystery is behind us now. And, yeah, there's going to be, excuse me, twists and turns in the finale. That was hot, that little covered up burb. Uh, there's going to be twists and turns in the finale, but I think we, I mean, the big reveal happened at the tail end of the penultimate episode, which is usually when it, where it happens. Yeah, I, my thoughts are just that I'm glad it's over, but I enjoyed watching the show week to week, but I'm glad that we've got one more and that it's not eight or ten episodes. I'm good yeah. with six, in and out. Yeah, yeah. All right, my next, uh, or actually my first wreck is going to be a show we touched on last week that I don't think you like as much as I do. It is Industry, another HBO offering. I, again, I, I still feel like this is just really fratty Billions, but Billions is also one of my favorite shows on TV and just making the characters younger. I still enjoy it. Um, I liked in the second episode where we're going with the, like, the female friendship roommate situation. I think we're getting some more of the characters that I actually like, which is good. Um, there are still parts of it where, again, I'm like, I don't know that I need to see like financial bros misbehaving, but I, I like the setup. We're two episodes in. I don't actually know how many are in this season, but I like where it's going. Why don't you like it? And did I do a good job of describing the show? I don't know if I did. Yeah. I would throw in also a pinch of Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, it just doesn't appeal to me. So I you know used to have gigs where i'd party with coworkers afterwards and we stay out late and blah 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 but we weren't going to all night raves and having sex in the bathrooms and then going to work and then going straight to work uh i think this is kind of like a fantasy some people have as to what uh i don't even know what to call it's piermont right piedmont piedmont Pied- company piedmont yeah they like buy and sell things I, which I, yeah I, I don't I don't I know again I understand a little more of billions I don't know if they do a better job actually describing what they're talking about but I, I don't understand the financials of the show that's for yeah. sure anyway I think uh, the point is that there no ever there's no true heroes in this you don't know who to root for you root for the main chick because because she's there uh, but no one's a good person there's a really weird uh, transactional cyber sex scene and I'm not just putting big words together. You, you'll know it when you see it. She's trying to get a document forage with some ex-boyfriend and she starts doing things to herself on the video and he does things to himself. Yeah, there's... there's how cyber sex works. There's completely unnecessary full frontal male nudity, uh, Lena Dunham style. I mean, I, I can see why people like it. It's just not for me. I can't, I don't relate to it. it which is funny because I feel like I'm the demo. I'm the target demo. I'm... 32 year old dude maybe a little younger there's i would say there's like a 26 year old new york city finance bro that is maybe more in the target demo than you are you are slightly more grown up um i i do i think the gratuitous nudity and sex i don't i mean it's definitely not why i like the show there i I would say it's a smaller part of it than i don't want to say you're making it sound but i don't think it's that big a part of the show there is definitely partying that's a huge part of the show but 
you're talking about you've had like radio or TV jobs where you go out and you have fun or like even restaurant jobs, but is it not true that finance people, I mean, this is based in London um, as opposed to like a wall street type thing, but isn't it true that finance people party a little harder in I don't know. Maybe they do. It feels like they do based on all the examples you just compared it to, uh, you know, and toss in a little Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. So maybe it's spot on. And I'm just, I don't, there's this whole world of like, uh, you know, buying low, selling high during the day and then going out and swapping bodily fluids with your coworkers at night on drugs. But <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're, tw- they're 23 years old, right? Essentially average. Yeah. That's another thing. They're in this like uh, internship program where only 50% make it through and get a real job. So I feel like that's a little bit of a trope that we've seen before. It's Grey's Anatomy. The first, the opening speech was almost stolen from the Grey's Anatomy where they go into the OR for the first time. Um, Everyone look they, to your left and look to your right. Yeah. Only one of she, you is going to be here at the end. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. the speech they give the interns at first is almost that exact same speech. I'm sure that whoever wrote that wasn't trying to steal it, but I promise you that person has seen the pilot of Grey's Anatomy. All right. I Are you going to keep watching the show? No, I'm not. Oh, you're out, out. You're punting after two episodes. I'm punting after two episodes. I actually punted midway through episode two. Maybe it caught me this morning when I, because I was watching it this morning and I was in, I was working. Uh, so I was in like a negative state of mind too, because the Raiders lost last night. Um, so maybe if it gets like really, really good reviews down the line and everyone tells me like, oh, the finale is unbelievable. Maybe I'll get back into it. But for now, I'm, I'm, I'm punted. Okay, I do think it got a little better towards the end of episode two because, like I said, that's when we start to see a little more of what's going to be the setup in terms of like friendships and things going forward. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I hear you. I'll, also, um, the Raiders losing to the Super Bowl champions and going one for two against them this year, I feel like shouldn't ruin your day. You should be Does proud. Should have been. I mean, they they usually could win that game. So yeah. no no moral victories in the NFL. We'll save that for our sports podcast. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll tell you if it gets better, but I, I do recommend it. Um, I think a lot of people would like it. Just be prepared for, um, some fratty partying stuff. All right. What's your first rec? Oh yeah. Yeah. So what I got here. Uh, yeah, we were talking, I didn't watch like brand new stuff this week. Uh, but I do have speaking of a whodunit. And I think we've talked a little bit about Broadchurch on here. Mm. Did we talk about Broadchurch on here? I don't think we have, but we just okay. both have, we talked about it before. I love that show. Well, this is the American version of Broadchurch uh, and it's the killing. Oh, wait, you scared me. Cause do you know, there's an actual American version of Broadchurch. They remade oh. the show for Fox. I was like, that show was so bad. I will not let you tell people to watch that. Is it called Broadchurch? Uh, no, they, they <laughs> called it, they made up a name like way. Yeah. Or, okay. Oh, that very, wow. Very funny. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Uh, anywho, the killing is set in the inland northwest, not the inland northwest, it's set in the northwest, Seattle, it's in the Emerald City, and uh, Seattle itself is like a character because it's always like dark and dreary, and there's like a lot of heroin addicts cruising around. The killing is obviously you know one long storyline throughout the whole first two seasons actually but it is one of those deals where uh at the end of every episode you're convinced a new character did it 
and just like Broadchurch. So it's a lot of fun if you're into that kind of thing. The final reveal as to who did it and who is involved is breathtaking. They do such a good job of uh, tying it all together at the end. You're, you're not wanting for many questions at the very end. Uh, I don't recommend. So killing season one and two is this is one murder. They're, go, they're solving but one murder. That was going to be uh, my question is, do they do a new one every season or is it? Three and four are different ones. Okay. So one and two, it was one, two and three. It was on FX, I believe. And then FX canceled it. And Netflix picked it up, and it was so popular on Netflix, Netflix gave the green light to a fourth season. And the fourth season is, okay, we're, we're pushing this a little too far. But The Killing Season 1 and 2, and you'll know what I mean when I say that Seattle's a character, because it's you just feel gross watching it. No offense to Seattle. Wait, this is really funny, because my third wreck, and I won't do it now, is the same kind of vibe, but it's not Seattle, but it's it's inspired by, like, fog and just the feeling you get from being in that kind of like misty rain all the time but that's a what what teaser. is that well i'm gonna tell you for my third rec not my second um so for the god, killing god, for, god forbid you switch that <laughs> god forbid you put three at two well my other my second rec is also uh in this part of the country so we'll stay a little bit uh, on theme here but so the killing yeah i I don't know anyone who's watched the killing and didn't like it at least the first or second episodes you just have to be ready for that like whodunit serial killer type. Or not yeah, serial killer, and, but. and I think that's what I'm addicted to, right? That's what I'm figuring out. I'm addicted to not knowing and like, oh my God, I have, it's not an option. Like watching this next episode is not an option. I have to watch this. Kind of what, you know, like, like uh, 24 and Jack Bauer perfected in the mid or early 2000s. Yeah, I, I also really love The Killing. Uh, this was the first time I ever saw Joel Kinnaman, I believe is his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, this is like his first time doing something in America. Well, he's one of those guys that's in movies that I don't watch. I don't know if he's in Avengers, but he's in. he was in House of Cards. I know that. I stopped watching before. He, I thought about watching it just for him, but I had to punt on that show. He's not in Avengers. He's in um, Suicide Squad. Okay, so those are the same thing to me, and I know that I should know better, but those are – it's just a bunch of different people, and someone's a superhero or something. Um, so, I, But yes, I – He's great in the show. I'm sure he's also great in his movies that I don't watch. But uh, well, yeah, I like Robo the actors. Cop. Was he's he in RoboCop? <laughs> Missed yep. that one too. Yep. All right. Any other thoughts on the killing? I second your recommendation. I love that show. Yeah, no, it's great. It's fabulous. Netflix. If you didn't say that, I think you did. Mm. All right. I watched a um, network television show, a drama. Which one was the last time you did that? I don't watch network television. When shows. was the last time though? Probably uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh my gosh, that was like 15 years ago, 10 years oh, ago. I know. Yeah. Oh, you I, didn't even dig your toes in, in like. I got into this as us a little bit. But... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You to- don't know when we lived together. You totally did. Don't lie. You okay, watched. Okay, I did. Okay, fair. <laughs> I did. But I had this. Then uh, a million little pieces came out. Or what is it? A million. You're close. A million little... The um, ABC's counter yeah. to NBC's This Is Us. And then I realized all those shows where you get uh, what's the generation after Baby Boomers? What's the generation above us? Xers? Gen X? Xers. You get all these Gen Xers. Uh, so yeah, they're all in their late 40s. Mid, mid to late 40s. They all have insanely successful jobs. 
they all live in these palaces. Uh, they, they never talk about how successful they are. They always have big, huge problems that they can't get over. And uh, at least two of them have cancer. <laughs> you know? So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm over that, that plot line. Does anyone in This Is Us have cancer? I've actually never watched that show. I'm sure if you look hard enough, people got cancer. You'll find the cancer. <laughs> okay. All right. I have not seen either of those shows, but this is actually one that you would like more because it's murdery and there's a serial killer or two or three. Uh, it's called Big Sky and it's actually from David E. Kelly. So we talked about the undoing off the top. That is David E. Kelly. He obviously did Big Little Lies as well. He's formerly much better known for um, network shows. So he's gone back to the networks. This is on ABC. The initial promos were basically just beauty shots of Montana. It didn't really tell you what it was, but then you kind of started watching it and you realized, oh, this is a, a whodunit type of show. It's only been one episode. This is the premiere was this past week. So you get a good vibe of the direction that it's going, but uh, I don't know if it's going to stay good. I can just say that I liked the premiere. It definitely had promise. There's some good twists and turns. It's definitely creepy. Um, if you don't like murdery serial killer type shows, you will not like the show. But if you do, it's, it's basically the killing but it's in Montana and it's on network TV. So Ryan Phillippe, right? Yes. And I don't know where he's been. I think he's just been like hanging out in Brentwood for 20 years. I don't know what he, when was the last time he was in anything, but he's aging, aging well enough. Montana's hot right now. Montana is very hot right now. I was actually going to combine this with Yellowstone, but the secret truth is that I've actually only seen like eight episodes of Yellowstone because I stopped. I got sidetracked. And now that I have Peacock TV, which you just, it's just, you just sign up for it. You don't actually have to pay for it. Uh, they just put season three on there and then season four of Yellowstone is coming out next year. So I'm going to catch up on Yellowstone. Anyway, Big Sky is good. I'm interested to see where it goes. I liked the premiere. That doesn't mean I'm going to like the entire show. Network's hard. I don't know how many episodes they're doing, but one of the challenges is like if they're having to do 22, you know, 23, 15. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not a lot of people go up to 22. Maybe this is us still does, but I hope they're not making them do 22 episodes. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued is where I'm at with that. Uh, okay. My second one is, uh, back to HBO class action park. Have you seen this? Mm -mm. The documentary on this water theme park it was like an hour outside of new york city in the mid 80s and it was just an absolute nightmare in terms of people getting injured horribly but it looked super fun uh so the premise is this guy that this business shady business guy uh creates a theme park and he also creates his own insurance company to insure himself at said theme park because no one else, you can't just get insurance if you're just a dude who wants to open a theme park. So that was his workaround. He had enough capital to start an, his own insurance company. And these attractions are so, so very dangerous that it's a wonder uh, more people didn't die. I want to say a couple people, a couple people died. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's a fun watch. It's 90 minutes. Uh, it's super. They're able to laugh 
at uh, all the injuries sustained by the, the park goers in a fun way. And I know that sounds weird and awful and sadistic, but it's fun. Uh, there's this one water slide that goes down and at the bottom, it just goes straight down. And at the bottom, it does a full loop <laughs> and then dumps in the pool. And they have, uh, they have physicists on and like people who design rides for a living. And they're like, this is not how it works. Like that's the- so dangerous. Like, so people were just going and if they were, if they were heavy enough, they, you know, the, the centripetal force would like get them through. But a lot of like light kids would just get up there and get stuck at the top or get up and like just fall and like hit themselves. And so there was like a trap door that they'd open up to help to get kids out if they were too light to make And it was, they weren't weighing people. They were just like sending them down. That's just one of like 15 rides that they discuss. And it's like I said, it's 90 minutes. It's, it's, it's a fun watch. When was the last time you thought about centrifugal force? Oh, dude, that just came to me. Well, I, was like, what? I, don't, I don't have that written down anywhere that just came to me that's something you learn in junior high physics and then it just it just doesn't matter in your life after that ever no no is that Iner- even physics inertia. inertia i feel like inertia is a little more applicable but yeah I, I don't know so what is it called again friction oh so, uh, <laughs> class-, <laughs> class action park did you Class think I was searching part. for the word friction? I thought I was just giving you more forces. Uh, all right. Newton's law of physics. Anyway, so this sounds interesting. What is it? When is it from? Class Action Park. It's on, uh, it's on HBO. When was it dropped? Is it old or is it new? Oh, oh no. It dropped this summer. Oh, I missed dropped this. It in like August. Yeah. Oh, yeah all cool. right. It's it on seems- like, it's on, it was for a while on like their, their welcome menu. If you go to documentaries, it's definitely going to be among the top. I access HBO through cable currently because so I have HBO Max, which I'll I'll watch on my computer, but uh, HBO. You know know what? It may only be available on Max. It might be one of those. Okay. So that's, um, I'll check that. Although I feel like I'm pretty up on the Max offerings in the summer, but what? Oh, we haven't talked about Love Life ever. Save that one for a later date. Um, The ridiculous nature of amazon they did not come to an agreement with hbo to put hbo max as an app on fire stick so you have to like mm-hmm. jailbreak it sideload it basically which mm-hmm. i try to do and it wasn't working and so i don't have hbo max on my smart yeah. tv which figure it out jeff bezos like come on it's just put give me the app like it's not that hard so it's that's a big gripe that i have um I will double check to see if that is only available on Max. They put most of their stuff on, on both, I feel like, but they do occasionally. Like, I know Love Life was only available on Max because they want people to subscribe. So they have to give you something that you just can't get through HBO. All right. Anything else on that? Nope. My last rec, Moody, but it's actually based in California, uh, but it's that same Seattle foggy vibe. Did you ever try Virgin River on Netflix? Did not. Okay, it, the algorithm would not have spit this out for you. Um, it's like Grey's Anatomy mixed with Heart of Dixie, which is a show I'm sure you've never watched. Uh, Heart of Dixie is based in the South. This is based in like Humboldt County, California. I think it's Humboldt. I might be wrong on the county. Uh, a Oh, geez. I'm going to get her. She's a nurse or a doctor. Um, 
midwife? I don't know. She does medical stuff. She moves to this California town. She's like running from her life, but everything is just very beautiful. It's that kind of like, you know, it's next to a river. It's always that foggy vibe. It's the same kind of vibe with the killing. Um, Maybe a little more sunshine in the show, but bad stuff happens. Good stuff happens. It's like a rom-com in a show, but it leans a little more towards it's not a rom-com because there's no comedy. It's like a romantic drama, but it leans more towards the drama. And I think you might like it. I don't know. You might also hate it. What's it called? Um, Virgin River. River. And if you have seen it, I know a lot of people binge this. I think it probably came out like a year ago, but season two drops on Friday. So that is part of why I'm recommending it now. It's like a 10 episodes. I'm assuming season two will be 10 episodes. Um, I'm not sure when they shot it, but it's, I don't know. It's just like a good, easy watch. You can like walk away. And if you miss two minutes of the show, you're probably not going to miss the, uh, the whole plot. I will say, what was the Netflix? Um, I think we talked about this. The, was it like murder on middle mountain? What's the one that about the marijuana farms and like how it's dangerous up there? Yeah. You're close to it. It's something like that. There's uh, that, that one's pretty good. Yeah. So there's, it's, that's obviously was a docuseries. This show brings in some of that, which actually gets a little just, weird. I think it's just called Murder Mountain. Murder Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. So that's basically about how how the weed industry has kind of changed the crime and made it more dangerous. And this show does have part of that, which gets a little weird. Um, they're dealing with these kind of like criminal... I don't want to say masterminds, but it, it, I don't know. Stuff gets a little weird in the middle, but for the most part, it's kind of just an easy watch, enjoyable show. I think there's some, like I said, there's some sad stuff, but yeah, watch it and then uh, watch season two on Friday. Virgin River. Okay. Speaking of uh, algorithms, putting exactly what you want to see, what you Netflix algorithms, knowing you better than you know yourself. Uh, for me, it's the devil next door. Uh, old Nazi trying to live his best life uh, post-Nazi years in Cleveland and gets discovered uh, as this like super crazy sadistic uh, employee of, I don't know if it was Dachau. It was one of the big concentration camps. And in the 80s, he was, it was this big, 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 big sensational um, court case in Israel, I think it was. And the whole time, you don't know if he's the guy or not because he denies, 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 denies. And so, I mean, the, the evidence for him being the guy is nothing more than like a bunch of older Jewish people being like, he's the guy. So there's no, like, there's no concrete evidence. There's a couple of pictures here and there. Um, so you find yourself like 65% sure that he's the guy, 35 doubt. Uh, and is that enough? It's interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a fun watch. It's, a, it's like six hours or something. But uh, if you're into Nazi stuff, you know what I mean by that? We, <laughs> uh, actually, I know. I, I feel like I know a lot of people. First of all, I think this is, I don't know, stereotypical. It's kind of a guy thing to be really into World War II stuff, but I do yeah, like Nazi have... hunters, Nazi hunter, I should say, Nazi hunters. What's um Amazon that had that hunters the show? Hunters. It was, it it's was, called um... the, it's called the hunters, but it's scripted obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a doc. Yes. So I think a lot of, I know a lot of people who 
uh, enjoy that type of, are interested by that type of stuff. So I, I know what you mean by, uh, yeah. if you're into that, I'm not honestly, but I have heard good things about the devil next door and it's always been on my list. I just have not gotten around to it. It is, I think it's four episodes. Are you telling me it's six? Maybe. I don't know. I just know. Yeah. It's, you can watch it in a couple of days. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> right. I don't know if easy peasy lemon squeezy is what most people would say coming out of that show, but I feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. All right. Do you have any other thoughts for the week? Uh, <laughs> I have no thoughts for the week. Uh, I'm bummed out because uh, I didn't get the secretary of state job. I didn't get any cabinet member job actually. Well, so maybe bummer. in 2024, I think you might have to position yourself a little better for the next round. I need to get a little bit more clout under me. Maybe you're right. It's time you to look time. in the mirror. A lot can yeah. change in, in four years. Yeah. All right. Anything dropping this week that you're excited about? You know what? It's slim pickings. I was looking at that. Um, on Friday was like one of the worst drops in recent memory. I think there were, there was nothing that, uh, that tickled my fancy. Maybe so, the holidays, the holidays are for people like me who watch Virgin river and not as much for people like you. If that I makes do sense. think I should have looked into it. I do think, uh, Amazon and Netflix in particular, they do such a good job of dropping some big headliner movie right around the holidays. Cause we're all stuck at home with our, relatives and that's what's great about netflix is they don't do anything in the way of advertisement they don't have to yeah so all of a sudden boom out of nowhere netflix will just drop a triple frontier on you with like four big name actors and you had no idea about it so hopefully we get one of the again i'm usually on top of this stuff i just haven't looked into it all right so fingers crossed look into it a little more do you have anything else i don't all right thanks for listening we'll see you next week